Online and Business, Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is uh, David Hirschman, uh, who is a real estate expert. Uh, He's written a book called The Book of Home Finance. Uh, He's also written a book called More Income with Less Stress. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you. Uh, Let's just start a little bit with your background, and then we'll we'll start getting right into it. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today and the books you've done and so on. Okay. Well, uh, I started out in government for about six years, eight years, working for the state of North Carolina Attorney General's office and on Capitol Hill, um, and moved into the mortgage business about 30 years ago and started as a loan officer, moved up to an executive, and then started training both realtors and loan officers about 25 years ago. I've written seven books for the industry and outside the industry, and I've done a whole bunch of different things. For example, I've helped found the federal bank. I've headed a technology sales force, and I've done an awful lot of uh, public speaking and training. Very good. Well, let's start right off with the... um uh, the news of the day, which is the uh, federal takeover of uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Um, did you see this coming, and what do you see as the impact on the mortgage markets? Well, I, I certainly saw it. I didn't see it coming five years ago, I could tell you that, but certainly saw it as a possibility uh, in the last couple of months, and you know, it certainly is a really big impact, and it tells me that you know, this is the most significant uh, mortgage crisis or housing crisis uh, in the history of America, I think, since the Great Depression. And we've even in my career, I've seen some pretty significant crises, 17% rates in the late 70s and the savings and loan crisis of the late 80s. But this one, well, of course, it followed the greatest real estate boom in history. And the bigger they, all, the bigger they are, are, the, the harder they fall. And, of course, a real estate bubble is not as precipitous as a stock bubble or an oil bubble, but it's still the same. We're following some of the same circumstances here. So it's a culmination of many, many different things. I think the biggest question is, what does it mean for the future? And so let's, let's start with various pieces of it. First of all, for the mortgage market, uh, how is, this gonna, is this going to make mortgages more available? Is it going to... Uh, lighten the credit crunch? Is this going to uh, lower interest rates? What will it, how will it affect the mortgage market? I think that's a great place to start, and, and especially in the short run. In the short run, uh, I think you're going to see the spread between what I call standard interest rates or treasuries and mortgage rates should narrow, which will bring down mortgage rates. Uh, even though the Fed has lowered rates significantly in the last year, Mortgage rates have not come down, and for many products, they've actually gone up. For example, arms and higher-risk loans. And the question is, why have they gone up? It's because the rates charge on, on particular instruments like mortgages coincide with the risk of default. As more and more mortgage loans defaulted, investors recognized the risk of not getting paid back, so rates went up. This eventually became... A, a crisis of confidence. Underwriters have already tightened up, and if housing prices are not going to continue to fall, 
significantly, then this extra risk should be gone, but the markets have not recognized this. But now, with confidence that the government is going to be backing the mortgage market, and I can't think of a more significant way that they're backing them, uh, the confidence of the market should come back. Now, if one of the short-term benefits is that rates will go down fairly immediately, this will help the housing market immediately. Um, though I should point out, in the long run, these spreads would have returned to normal eventually. It's just in my in my one of the possible results of this is it could happen more quickly because of this action. So um, the first thing that's going to happen is that interest rates are going to fall. Do you think that the credit crunch will uh, ease? Yes, I think it means a lot of different things in addition to rates falling down. I think the fact that the investor is going to get more confidence in the mortgage and other credit markets because the government is backing, really backing the housing market is what they're doing. So any, this is a crisis of confidence right now. Investors don't have confidence that if they buy interest rate-backed securities that are backed by loans, they are not going to get the returns they need. Well, now we know the government is backing these, and as the government steps in, there's going to be uh, there's going to be that secondary benefit of the whole credit market crisis, and that and that's why you're seeing, the, I, I believe, the the um, Dow Jones uh, rallying today, and there's a lot of other uh, long-term effects that I think will come from this as well. We'll be speculating on them, but there are some long-term effects as well. And what are some of those that you think are significant? Well, some of the things I could speculate on, if I was the government, I would be thinking about merging Fannie and Freddie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think some of the things I've read indicates that they could achieve $1.2 billion in savings by merging the operations, and the truth is they do the same thing. Uh, I've been an advocate of actually merging the VA and FHA loan programs for the very same reason, though the savings would be a lot smaller. And, and I will point out, merging would actually eliminate competition in the long run. Even though they do the same thing, they buy for loans making special deals with lenders and investors, and that error would be over if they did indeed merge. There's also the interjection of politics. Once you make something a truly government agency, you, in, you interject the possibility of politics. For example, there's, there's no political issue right now that is probably more um, salient than, uh, than housing on Capitol Hill right now, especially with the presidential election coming up. And right now, for example, in the last housing bill, which was passed just a few weeks ago, one of the things we did is we eliminated down payment assistance or seller-assisted down payment assistance for FHA loans. Well, lo and behold, some, you know, there appear, there's a movement in the House to resurrect that issue, even though FHA and, and most economists believe this is harmful to FHA to have DPA. And, and frankly, I agree with them. I believe if you're going to have a 100% FHA program, you need to allow higher pricing for that program, which Congress is not allowing at this point. And in addition, the money shouldn't come from the seller. I mean, 
why not lend 100%? Right now, these down payment assistance programs are skimming money off the top, making money on the pass-through from the seller to the buyer, which is unnecessary. So there's a lot of different possible things that could be happening. Those are just two of them. So, okay, so you think interest rates will be falling. You think that the credit crunch will ease to some extent. You think there may be a merger of Fannie and Freddie. What is the implication for uh, budget deficits and uh, you know, the amount of debt the, the U.S. government's assuming? Is, is that inflationary, or what are some of the impacts of that, you think? Well, that's a great question, and you're absolutely right on target there. Uh, the government, now, the government is not necessarily handing over money today to take these over. Though they, I hear terms of $100 billion for each agency being bantered back and forth. These agencies are not out of money. The question is reserves. And, and if they have to interject, or inject, I'm sorry, tremendous reserves, that's going to add to an already um, bur- basically record budget deficit. We've gone from a budget surplus in six, seven years to the largest budget deficit we've ever had. And, of course, this is being exacerbated as well as the government goes in and does these bailouts. Well, this is the biggest bailout of all. It it potentially could add hundreds of billions of dollars of deficits. And, And not only is it inflationary, and certainly is, because the government's going to have to borrow money and compete with private entities in that regard. But not only is it inflationary, but it's going to hurt the economy. Because if you've got a budget deficit of $700 billion in a year, you can't go out and do the same kind of economic stimulus you could have done if you were paying your bills, on top, you know, like the government is not doing. Yeah. So you think this will lead to a fall in the U.S. dollar, the value of the U.S. dollar, if people lose confidence in it? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, whether, you know, that's, that's a little bit outside of my purview. Certainly um, other countries are also going through the same crises we are right now. For example, in England, um, um, you know, we're having a housing crisis there as well. If all the other economies were in good shape and ours wasn't, the dollar would be sliding like crazy. However, uh, we're starting to move in a worldwide economic slowdown, so I believe the effect on the dollar may not be as great as as we may be thinking it would be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're going to go to a break pretty soon. I'd like people to find out uh, a little bit more about your organization and maybe give them your website, how they can find your books, and some of the things you can do for them before we go to a break here. Well, my my book, uh, More Income, Less Stress, if you're not in the mortgage and real estate industry, more income, less stress. If you're in business, you can go to hirschmangroup.com, H-E-R-S-H-M-E-N group.com. But if you're in the mortgage or real estate industry, I have several, several books, and you would go to originationpro.com, and I think you're going to find not only the book of home finance, but many of the books that are going to be helpful for you and other products and webinars as well. And what are some of the services that you offer as well? Well, I, I offer coaching, and I offer training to the industry, and offer a newsletter service that many people uh, in the mortgage and real estate industry send to their clients, and I cover such issues that was we have today. Uh, my, my newsletter this week, the weekly HTML, is going to be you know at least introducing the crisis, and next week we're going to analyze it a little bit. And so what's the name of your newsletter? 
It is the uh, Real Estate Trends. And what is the website for that? It's OriginationPro.com. I see. Very good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go to a break now. Uh, I'm speaking with David Hirschman on the Money Answer Show. Um, you can see we have a lot of interesting things to talk about, certainly what's going on in Fannie and Freddie and the real estate market. We'll be back after this uh, talking more about how to increase your income with less stress. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. SkillsUSA. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is David Hirschman, uh, who is the president of the Hirschman Group. Uh, he's a real estate expert. He also helps people uh, with their business and run their business in various ways. We're going to discuss uh, a book he's come out with called more Income with Less Stress, a Maximum Synergy in Marketing, Sales, and Leadership. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about what's so important about the synergy rules that you've created uh, for business. Well, you know, these rules were really created over several decades of time. And what I noticed is people that are in sales or people who are in business, you know, they have a ton of things that they have to do every day. They have to run their business, and any time you went to a marketing seminar, uh, you always would get, you would 
get 20, 30, 40 great ideas, and everybody, everybody would be copying down those ideas, and they'd leave the seminar, and they'd be all psyched up. But the truth is, the reason why they went to the seminar to begin with is they weren't doing enough marketing. And the reason why they weren't doing enough marketing is they didn't have enough time. And so, therefore, really what happened was they got home, and they realized now they had 20 ideas, that, and they didn't have enough time for those ideas. And, you know, actually there was more stress in their life. And going back to the, the subtitle, More Income, Less Stress, I needed to find ways that people could market or manage, which could fit into their time structure. We have a limited amount of resources. We have a limited amount of time, a limited amount of energy, and a limited amount of money. And, and that's what limits people from doing the things they want to do. I set up these rules to help you how you can market and help your business at the same time or do your job at the same time. So that's why they're so important. That's why the term synergy is so important. Why do you just define synergy as you see it? Well, synergy, and, and of course, it goes back to biology and, and chemistry and so forth. And, and to me, is synergy are two act, is comprised of two actions that combine together to give you a better result. In other words, one plus one equals three, rather than one plus one. And you know, instead of it, in order to do that, you've got to go in the same direction with all your actions instead of two different directions. As a matter of fact, that's what we think in our minds. We think operations takes us in one direction and sales takes us in another direction. And indeed, we should be moving in the same direction. Uh, let's go through in the first chapter uh, of your book, uh, More Income with Less Stress. Uh, you talk about the seven rules of maximum synergy. And so let's briefly go through some of these. And maybe you can comment on, on how people can apply this to their own lives. The first one is maximum synergy. Uh, rule number one is that every activity you undertake must achieve two results. What do you mean by that? Yeah, that's, uh, that's called the law of multitasking. And if you're going to achieve more things, Without taking up more times, that without taking up more time, that means whatever you achieve has got to achieve more than one result. I have a lot of examples, a, a ton of different examples of that, but I call it the law of multitasking. Um, in other words, for example, uh, everybody has a voicemail, and, and if you look at the typical voicemail, it's "Hi, I'm not here right now," or "I'm going to leave uh, leave a message after the beep," or "I'm on the other line." Well. Three things about that message. Number one, it sounds like everything else. Number two, you're giving people instructions on how to leave a message. And number three, number three, it's not unique in any way. It's not helping you in any way. So I counsel people to have a voicemail that not only differentiates themselves from the competition so they don't sound like everybody else, but actually helps themselves. Um, you know, basically introduces something about their company, about themselves, in a very, very short period of time, call it an elevator speech or a unique selling proposition that only takes a moment or two to say. But, you know, you, what you want to get the, the person on the other end to say to themselves, hey, I've reached the right company or the right person. 
I want to do business with this company. Imagine if you sold more just because you're a voicemail. Well, you've already got a voicemail. Everybody's got a voicemail. But now I'm using it to sell. Okay. That's your first one. The number two rule is if you're marketing by yourself, you're wasting synergy. Okay. What would be some examples of that? And that's the law of leverage, the law of leverage. And you know how important leverage is in buying a home. Well, it's just as important in marketing. Um, what we want to do is we want to find synergy partners that have the same target of, uh, as us but has uh, a different product or a non-competitive product. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, around the country, you always see seminars, for example, network marketing seminars, um, uh, real estate seminars, first-time home buyer seminars, financial planning seminars. Well, if you give those seminars by yourself, you're wasting synergy. You should have synergy partners. For example, if you're doing a first-time home buyer seminar, maybe you're a real estate agent, you should have a financial planner with you. That financial planner adds expertise. They can also market to their customer base. They're sharing marketing, and, and it adds credibility as well. If you're marketing by yourself, you're wasting synergy. Your number three is that uh, certain targets are more effective than others. Uh, what would be some examples of that? Yeah, I'm going to combine three and four together because three and four are the laws of prioritization because uh, I know we have a limited amount of time today. And uh, some targets are more important than others and some tools are more important than others. Those are the laws of prioritization. Any book you read, whether it's Stephen Covey, whatever, on effectiveness will always have an element of prioritization. And, and what that means is that effective people will spend their time on more important tasks, while ineffective people spend their time on menial tasks. One of the things I counsel people to do when they're starting a business, once again, whether it's FDI or network marketing or a real estate business, is to basically identify their sphere of influence because their sphere of influence is the most effective to market to. Uh, it's the cheapest to market to. Remember that resources are money, and it's the most effective to market to because you've got your relationships there. You've got your commonality there. I help realtors and business owners move their sphere from a couple hundred to thousands by identifying it correctly. But once you've got uh, several thousand people, you can send a newsletter to them, like my service, but you can't have lunch with a thousand people, not unless you're a speed eater. Yes. So, therefore, you know, you've got to make a decision. When you have lunch, you're making a decision about prioritization that this target is more important than another target. The most important targets, in my mind, have a high concentration of business, and you have a close relationship with those targets. And, and so, therefore, when you combine those two things together, uh, you know, that's where you identify who's more important, and you spend more time and more resources on those targets in using the tools that can best um, um, reach those targets and provide value to those targets. Okay. Your number five rule of synergy is uh, that every action can be made more effective through additional doses of synergy. So what does that mean? Yeah, that's my favorite rule. It's my favorite rule because I see life as a puzzle. 
and and whatever anybody does, I can make it more effective by looking at it and saying, "Wow, if you add this, you can make it more effective." And really, what it does, it counsels you not to go into two complete different directions. And and typically, once again, if we have two marketing strategies, and you should have more than one marketing strategy, there are two complete separate marketing strategies. And, and so what I want to do is I want to combine those strategies so they help each other, and I'm not moving from one direction to the other, and there's so many different things that need to be done, that need to be done. Uh, for example, if I was a manager, and these rules, by the way, apply to management as much as they do sales, and one of my goals is to recruit, obviously, and, and one of my other goals is to uh, help mentor people. Um, you know, one of the reasons a lot of managers don't hire inexperienced people is they don't have time to train. So I teach managers, and I've written books on management, um, how to set up a formal mentorship program, which, by the way, attracts experienced people into the program um, because now they have a role above what they did before, which may have been just sales, for example. Now, now they're mentors, and you can attract those people and pay those people to mentor, but at the same time, now you've got an avenue for people to get trained where you don't have to do all the training yourself. So you've combined both of those objectives together um, in, you know, uh, with one activity. So it really saves time and, and it makes things more effective then. Yep. Your uh, rule number six for Synergy is if there is no response mechanism, you should not waste your resources. Uh, a lot of people put things out and don't allow, make it easy for people to respond. Yeah, well, not only respond. I mean, you've, heard, you've seen this before. My, my message to most people, because most of the people um, – advising are smaller companies. They're not Procter & Gamble. That's one of my favorite sayings is you're not Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble can afford to do what's called name identification or branding advertisement where you send out results and, or send out ads and send out letters or do billboards and all you're trying to do is get people to recognize your, 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 your name. And in our situations, we can't afford to do that with a small business. Uh, we have to have, if you're going to spend money, we don't make money unless the phone rings. So we need to have people respond. For example, I mentioned before, I write newsletters for people. A lot of people send out newsletters because they think it gives them credibility. It gives them name identification. There's no reason why those newsletters can't also get people to call you so what I do is when I send, I, I don't do just one piece for my subscribers. I do two or three pieces so that I can always have something in the newsletter that says call for this piece, and people are calling or responding. That gives you a sales point, and that's what we're looking for with rule number six, response mechanisms. How about the Internet today? Is it uh, important to get email addresses you come back with, or not just postcards, the kind of older systems. Oh, yeah, those. absolutely. Any type of advertising, whether it being HTML emails, Internet, uh, website, you know, having no response mechanism on a website so you can grab people uh, is such a waste of synergy, such a waste of synergy. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is uh, David Hirschman. 
of the president of the Hirschman Group. Uh, his book is called More Income with Less Stress, Maximum Synergy in Marketing, Sales, and Leadership. We'll be back after this. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. Skills USA can help. What is Skills USA? Skills USA is life changing. Skills USA is awesome. Skills USA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. Skills USA is amazing. Skills USA is motivating. Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. Skills USA. On the web at skillsusa.org. Internet's only all business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is David Hirschman of the Hirschman Group. He's based in uh, Centerville, Virginia. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Thank you. Uh, just before we get back into your book, uh, More Income with Less Stress, uh, talk a little bit about uh, your, your website and, and how people can find you again. Okay. Uh, once again, my website for the mortgage and real estate industries uh, and, and associated industries as well would be OriginationPro.com. OriginationPro.com. My personal website is HirschmanGroup.com, and that's H-E-R-S-H-M-A-N. Most people don't spell it that way, but it's sort of like the Hershey bar with the man at the end. Uh, HirschmanGroup.com, and there you're only going to see my one book, More Income, Less Stress, where the other books and my newsletter product 
and, and trading webinars are going to be available on my originationpro.com website. Okay, very good. We're going through the seven rules of maximum synergy, and we were up to uh, number seven. And just again, for people who weren't with us before, I'm just going to briefly mention what the uh, other rules were. Uh, number one is every activity you undertake uh, must achieve two results. Number two is if you're marketing by yourself, you're wasting synergy. Number three is certain targets are more effective than others. Number four, certain tools are more effective than others. Number five, every action can be made more effective through additional doses of synergy. Number six is if there is no response mechanism, you're wasting your resources. And number seven, which we haven't gotten to yet, is if you're not offering something of value to your targets, why bother? So, so what? maybe give us some examples of, of people who have done marketing not offering anything of value and it not working, and maybe an example of how it, it has worked for people. Well, I, I think, well, first of all, uh, the, the term value a lot of times is overused. So I think one of the first things we have to do is define value, because everybody says, oh, you've got to give value to people, and I'm not saying that nobody else has said before. And, and so we need to go back and define it. And, and I go back to the term uniqueness associated with value. For example, if you're collecting gold coins and you get a unique gold coin, which costs, I don't know, let's say $10,000, if somebody makes a fine next week and they find 10,000 of those coins, the value of that coin is going to go down. So what we're doing is in order for something to be valuable, it's got to be unique. And once again, going back to the fact that different people um, or go to let's say, marketing seminars, and they learn what everybody else is doing and they copy what everybody else is doing, it doesn't become unique. And so you've got to make it different. You've got to make it different in some way, shape, or form. I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, two things. Number one is public speaking. I believe that public speaking is one of the best sales tools in America. And, and the reason is you can reach so many people and you can get your message across to so many people. This, is, this radio show is an example of public speaking, though it's not face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. And yet the average person in America is a terrible public speaker. They're afraid of it. They don't want to get up in front of people. And that's what gives you a chance. It's effective and you could be unique. Now, just speaking to people doesn't make it a value. You still need to give a message to them that's going to help them. Education is value. And then public speaking is a unique way to deliver that value. Uh, public speaking is value. Um, but even when you're doing education, for example, you've got to make it unique. I mean, I would gander to say that there's probably... Uh, 10,000 first-time homebuyer seminars going on in America, in, in, across America, in any one week or month. And, and so with everybody seeing that, when you see first-time homebuyer seminar, you're thinking, oh, somebody's going to try to sell me a home. I don't want to go. You know, try giving a different seminar. For example, one of the things I like is, um, you know, uh, how do you buy a home using somebody else's money? Or another title might be how to come, overcome 
the four obstacles to, of home ownership. And, and you and I are both involved in an organization called FDI, and what FDI focuses upon is helping people overcome those obstacles of home ownership and actually those obstacles uh, which keep people from getting or becoming fi financially prosperous in itself. So, you know, as you create the problem and then you create the solution, and that's where the value comes in if you're getting it to the right target. That's right. So that's in the right, case of exactly. It's a great point. The way to put it is targeting what people need with the right solution, and it, that solution being different from what other people are offering. You talk about the law of reciprocity, um, putting you in the position to garner something in, the, in return in the future. So how does that work if you're marketing something? How can you make sure there's going to be reciprocal uh, benefit to you in the future, and not, not just giving something that gets taken and that you not, never get anything back? Well, I really believe, uh, you know, that, first of all, the law of reciprocity, um, you know, goes back as far as the Bible, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, and going, it goes back that far, and it's, it's one of the oldest business rules, and I am a big believer that the more value you give to people, the more you're going to get back. As a matter of fact, if you really want to get rich, you need to help a lot of other people get rich. Once again, getting back to FDI, if we can help a lot of people get rich, we will be rich, you know, in ourselves. And I'm not just talking about enriched from a from a uh, theoretical perspective. I'm talking about a monetary perspective as well. Um, so I believe the more you give, and that's one of the first things I did as a loan officer and as a public speaker, I gave you know, a lot of free value out, and, and it always came back to me as well. But even though I do believe in that, I also believe in putting together the elements of a business deal. I was on the phone with the loan officer just a couple of hours ago, and he said, you know, I gave this deal to a realtor, and they never gave me anything back. And, of course, there's no contract. There's no requirement. Um, you need to make sure the people you're giving value actually know what you need in return. And that's one of the keys. Uh, if you don't tell people what you, what you need, they can't help you fill those needs. So you really got to make it known what your objectives are. Uh, and you still got to give a lot of value. You still got to give a lot of value. So you're saying that people almost assume somehow that uh, they're going to get something back, but they don't make it easy for reciprocity to happen to some extent. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's exactly what people do. And I, I don't know how many times I've heard, I assumed they were going to give me something back. They must know what I need. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't assume things in business. <laughs> assume less rather than more and be surprised if it comes in better, yes. Yeah. Okay, so we've covered our seven rules of synergy. Um, maybe briefly just go over some of the main traits that you should have in order to achieve maximum synergy. Well, yeah, that's true, because if you don't have the traits you need, and I think one of the most important things, probably the most important trait of all, and I've heard, you've heard, probably heard people say things like hard work and attitude, but I, I think the most important trait anybody could have would be honesty. And not probably the kind of honesty you're thinking. Uh, when, we, when we hear about honesty, we hear about ethics. And by the way, I think ethics is extremely important. But there's another level of honesty. I think most people are not honest with themselves. 
And I think everybody knows what it takes to become successful. I wouldn't be surprising anybody by reading down the list and saying attitude, hard work, uh, being ethical, um, being competitive, and being persistent, all those things. People know those things. And yet you have tons of people who are not successful, even though they know those things. And the problem is they're not honest about where they lack those things. If you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, and by the way, I want to dispel the rumor that Alcoholics Anonymous is a subsidiary of the National Association of Mortgage Brokers. That's not the case, of course. <laughs> okay. Standard joke, but I mean, here's, here's the point. The point is, you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, and the first step, the first step is to admit you have a problem. If your attitude's bad, I mean, you talk about attitude. There's tons of people that know people who have bad attitudes, but those people with bad attitudes will never admit they have a bad attitude. And therefore, if you don't admit that you have a bad attitude, you're never going to fix those that, that attitude. So the problem is most people are not honest with themselves about what they lack. And until they take that first step and admit what they lack, they cannot fix it. So it is all important that they do that. And so you're saying is it good to get feedback from somebody else to give you uh, honest feedback of what you lack if you can't do it yourself? Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, there are a whole host of things that I counsel people to do to get feedback, uh, including talking to their customers, uh, and honest customers, not one of those things that says, you know, did I do a good job? Or, you know, if you use open words like or sentences like, for example, could you tell me something that I could have done better um, to make it easier for you? Uh, you open it up for people to give you honest feedback. Talking to your peer, talking to your spouses. I find spouses are always willing to tell you where you can improve. Yeah, so, so that's that's helpful. So you're, you're saying that these traits are not difficult, but in many cases people don't have them, and therefore they're not achieving the, the maximum synergy they really could be. Well, that's true. Not only are they missing them, but they will not admit to themselves they're missing them. I think the most important sales tool in the world is a mirror. And, and meaning being honest with yourself about what you yeah. can or cannot do. So you can really see yourself as others see you. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're about to go to a break. Again, uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is uh, David Hirschman, uh, who's got a book out called More Income with Less Stress. Uh, his website is hirschmangroup.com. He's based in uh, Centerville, Virginia. And we'll be back after this. The bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in 
both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on The Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is David Hirschman, uh, who is a real estate expert. He's also a management expert. Uh, His latest book is called More Income with Less Stress. He's also written a book called The Book of Home Finance, and I just want to spend a little bit of time on that. Um, the mortgage market's been such a turmoil for for a while here. In today's market, uh, how can somebody make sure that they are getting uh, the right advice on getting the best mortgage? Well, you know, and that that's a great question. And what I I want to make sure is people have the right advice from the right people. And people need to make this seriously. Most people don't think about advice until they think about buying a house or need to refinance their mortgage. And then what do they do? They shop for the best rate. And, uh, and of course, uh, that doesn't necessarily lead them to the right advice. So what you need to do is put the best advisors around you, um, the best accountant who can talk about tax benefits, the best financial planner who can help financial strategies like budgeting and things like that, as well as the best loan officer who they should be requiring, by the way, a resume of, not just, you know, a rate sheet from, and, and even the best realtor. And one of the things I like about FDI, you know, uh, a lot of financial planners, by the way, for example, they don't want to deal with people who don't have a lot of money because there's not a lot of commissions um, um, generated from that. But with FDI, the, the business we talked about, and I know, Jordan, you've mentioned at certain times, they get free access to financial planning and CPAs that they can ask questions of at any time, and it's subjective because the person is not trying to sell them anything. Yeah, you mentioned FDI. For people who aren't familiar with that, uh, it's called Financial Destination, Inc. And, and why don't you just briefly tell, because to some extent, a lot of what you've been talking about, synergy and leverage and so on, is encompassed in FDI. Why don't you tell people briefly about FDI and, and your involvement in it so far? Yeah, um, I 
can't, I can't DFDI my first of all financial uh, financial destinations is a financial solutions company. The company's headquartered in New England. They have tens of thousands of members across the nation. And what I saw was I saw a financial crisis come into effect. And this crisis was building last year. And what was basically happening was lenders, and this is not just mortgage lenders, but credit card lenders and car lenders, home equity lenders, were all tightening up on their credit because of the financial crisis. Meanwhile, home values are going down, so people are going upside down, and their credit score is getting worse. So what you're getting is, and a lot of loan officers and realtors have come to me and said, 50% of my clients don't qualify anymore. And, and there's two choices. It, you can throw those people out and say, we'll come back in five years when it's better, which is never going to happen, or you can give people a solution. And to me, fi financial destination is the most complete financial solutions company because it has credit uh, is score improvement services, debt reduction services, financial planning services, identity theft protection, and a whole host of other things for one very low monthly cost. And that's why I got involved, because I believe my clients who are loan officers and realtors, some of them even car salesmen or even selling furniture, are coming to me and saying, Dave, I don't know what to do with these people who have a, a low credit score and can't qualify for my product or my service anymore. And that's why I came to it, and I think it's an unbelievable solution. And, Jordan, from what I've read, I believe you agree as well. Yes, indeed. Now, I've been very much involved in this as well. So it's not only helping people, but then it also has a form of residual income for you, for people that sign up. Uh, under your downline, it, it can not only help people, but do well for you as well. Is that right? So that's kind of what you're talking about with Synergy, is it's bringing together the helping with uh, helping you as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was focusing on helping my clients, which would help, you know, my clients' mortgage business or their real estate business or their car business or their insurance business. But the truth is you're right about that, too. Most people who are in sales or own a business don't have protection against cycles. And so having a source of residual income is certainly another bonus. I mean, myself, for example, I am 55 years old, uh, and, you know, I've not built up any residual income, even though I've done well for many years. And, of course, as the older I get, the more I realize I need to have that protection. Uh, I, I think, uh, um, you know, I, I thank the heavens that I've been healthy all this time. What if I got sick? So a lot of people don't really have kind of non-working income to fall back on, and FDI is something that may be able to help them. No, not in this era of lack of retirement plans, certainly. Yes. So to some extent, it kind of ties together what you were saying about synergy and helping. Uh, but the more you're helping people, you're getting a re reciprocal in this place right, by getting a piece of the uh, monthly amount that they're paying as FDI members. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect example of that. Okay, um, so we're, you're saying you need good advice, and FDI is one place to get good advice about your marketing activities. Um, in buying a house today, in this kind of market where we have still a credit crunch, kind of a tight market, what, what would be some other uh, general rules you would have for people going and buying houses as a place to live, not as a place to speculate? Well, first of all, one of my most important activities, and of course you're the financial expert, but 
and so you could disagree with me if you want. My first point is don't try to time the market. I mean, people, what they're doing is they're waiting for, you know, houses to go down another 5% and buy them. And, and, you know, and then, of course, if they wait too long, they're going to be with 100,000 other people in their local area trying to buy at once. You know, there are unbelievable bargains out there today. If you can get a home that's in foreclosure at 20% of the value, um, what's the difference if values go down 5% if you got a 20% discount coming up? I mean, one of the key um, components on whether you make a uh, an investment or a successful investment is what price did you buy at? And if you buy at a great discount going uh, now, you will get a better chance of greater returns in the future. The other thing to realize, and, you know, this was very frustrating for me. You know, I taught, you know, advanced real estate and mortgage courses uh, during the real estate boom, and I try to get into people's heads because, you know, I've written this real estate book for 20 years now and updated it, and I've always taught that real estate was a long-term investment. And, and yet people in California coming to my classes were saying, oh, yeah, but I could flip a property in three months and make $20,000. And I, you know, I couldn't get them to see a historical perspective. I mean, people buy a home and hold it for 20 years, make money all the time. It's a great investment. But people who try to flip properties, it's like flipping a coin. And, and most of the time, you're going to lose. So people need to understand and need to put themselves in position to recognize that this is a long-term investment. The lower the price you get in at it, the better it's going to be, and the longer you hold it, the better it's going to be. Um, and, and, you know, just like any, it's not like a stock that goes up and down and may go out of business. Real estate doesn't go out of business. Um, we're always going to need homes. And i got to tell you something. The latest statistics I read in the census reports says that we're going to add 52 million households during the next 40 years to the United States. That's the equivalent of adding Canada and Mexico to the United States in the next 40 years. Real estate is going to be a great investment in the long run because of that demand. It's not like we have a lot of room to add people. Yeah, I mean, the financial uh, stability has to be there for people to be able to qualify for mortgages, and hopefully that's what the takeover of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will, will accomplish. Well, thanks so much, Dave. It's really been a fascinating uh, interview. Um, again, if people want to find out more, you give them your website. Uh, once again, OriginationPro.com and HirschmanGroup.com. Well, thanks so much. We learned a lot about earning income with less stress and all kinds of things about the mortgage market and the home finance market. So thanks again, Dave, for being on the show. And we'll be back again next week. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.